Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Conte's time at Tottenham may be coming to an end after a remarkable rant after Spurs' draw at the weekend. Patrick Vieira loses his job and is replaced by his predecessor, Roy Hodgson. On the pitch, there was a comfortable win for league leaders Arsenal and another Haaland hat-trick. And Fulham's implosion sees both Manchester clubs head to Wembley in the FA Cup. Lots and lots to get on with this week. So, let's talk football. Hello. hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So, here we are then. Um, let's, let's get straight into it. Get straight what, into what's, what? What's going on at Tottenham? Well... What isn't going on, I think, would be probably a better thing to say. It's so, all it's all gone a bit loud very quickly. Well, I think this has been coming since we got knocked out by AC Milan. Hmm. And obviously, I said last week that beating Nottingham Forest only papered over the crack. Well, the crack has got bigger. It's not very I big. Think, I think it's more of a, a canyon. Yeah, Canyon, yeah. Chasm. Yeah. So we were quite comfortable against Southampton. Yeah. And then we weren't. Yeah. We we, we, we folded like pack cards. It's it's Tottenham being Tottenham. It was and it wasn't. I don't, I, obviously, if we the third goal goes in for us, I mean, they scored pretty much straight away. But Some of doesn't... our restarts were terrible. I mean, obviously, they scored after half-time, literally 40 seconds into the second half. And then they scored a couple of minutes after we scored. The penalty, it's not a penalty for me. I, I yeah. think that's very harsh. But obviously it's given and they score. And then Antonio goes off on his, well, tirade of... I, I genuinely... I was watching it, or I watched it afterward. And he was bellowing at the journalists. Literally bellowing at them. It's crazy. I mean, there's a guy that I follow who's a Tottenham reporter, Alistair Gold is his name, and mm. he, did a, he did a YouTube video over the weekend. It's like, hands up if you've been shouted at, at by Antonio Conte this week. <laughs> Just... Oh dear. But to be fair, some of the things that he said, I agree with. There are others that I do not. Go on then. So the, the whole thing about um, the players being selfish... And they don't want to play for each other. No, I don't agree with that. There might be a few of them that do. But the majority of them, I think, you throw yourself into a challenge. You throw yourself in front of the ball. That's players playing for one another. Yeah, but you might not be talking about that so much. It might be more around when they're in attacking positions and, and the way that they play th together as a team. On the but, front foot might not be cohesive. But then that's down to the system. Is it, though? Yes. Because what if he's asking them to do one thing and they're doing another? Potentially, yeah. If, I, if, they, or, you know, they're getting into certain positions and rather than going, oh, you're in a better position, then go, actually, no, I'm going to take this. Yeah, no, they were, they were pointing things out like that over the weekend. Obviously, Hurricane had a shot where it may have been easier to pass it to somebody else, but it's Harry Just Kane. like he... Yeah, just like he should have given it to Sterling against oh, Croatia. Here we go. To be fair, it was Harry Kane. I allow him to have a pot shot every now and again. So that I don't particularly agree with. 
I think his tactical rigidity is the thing that's stifling us. Obviously, we've conceded 40 Premier League goals so far. That's the most out of the top 12. Everton, West Ham and Southampton, I think, have conceded less than we have. Which is work. Well, it's not good, is it? It's not good enough. So is that down to the system? Is that down to him trying to make us play defensively when we are not very good at that? You're not very good at anything, let's be honest. Well, I've always said, and I've obviously I've been a Tottenham fan for oh, no, 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 you're right. Actually, no, years. Come on. I take that back. I take that back. No, you are very good at one thing: letting things go. losing losing football games. Yeah. Twenty. I've been a Tottenham fan for sort of twenty six years. Our best form of defence is attack. Always has been. Yeah, but so that's this not... notion of we can sit back and we can soak up the pressure. If he hasn't don't... figured it out eighteen months into the job. He's not that good a manager. You don't really. you don't win things without having a good defence. You don't win things without having a good defence. No, I agree. And he has asked for an upgrade in the defensive areas. Obviously he got Christian Romero. Yeah. He got Clement Longley, who admittedly probably wasn't the first choice. You got Ivan Perisic, who scored his first uh, goal at the weekend. Try telling him that. He's more the other way though, any Perisic. No, but he's playing as a wing back. I know, so he's but playing he, as part he, of the defence. He's more of an attacker. So, I don't think he can... I mean, he's got Pedro Porro. No, I think he's got plenty of room to, to complain. He has if and he hasn't. If, you're, if your back three yeah. is the team that it is now, and you're Antonio Conte, and you've been there for 18 months, and you're going, I need reinforcements in this area, and you've yeah. got Daniel Levy turning around and going, no, I don't think so, mate. You can see how frustration. Yeah. I could can build. see how frustration would boil over, and he would get. Because the quality, the, the let's be let's be serious for a second. Yeah, the quality Tottenham have brought in isn't great. No, because we've not really. I mean, defensively, we've not really. We've brought in. I mean, Christian Romero and Longley. I mean, since are the since two... yeah, but since Vertonghen yeah. and Order Order Viral has left. Yeah, does... we haven't re we haven't replaced. Not really yet. in there. No. I mean, Romero, he, yeah, I think he's a very good footballer, but he struggles he a bit at times. Yeah. Eric Dyer hasn't been it for about five years. No. And then, you know, you've had, you've had Ben Davis Sanchez. in there. With Davidson Sanchez, yeah, he's weak. Davis is, Davis is a six out of ten every week. You know, but you know what you get with Davis. Yeah. Um, it, there's nothing in there, really, that is commanding, that is going to lead a back line. No. Uh, yeah, other than Romero would probably do that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't see it, and I think the quality in there, and that's that's what's boiling over, mm. is that he's probably saying, "I need this, I need this, I need this." He's probably getting pushed back every yeah. moment because Daniel Levy's Daniel Levy. Yeah, you know he's busy trying to sort out Danny Rose's move to Inter Milan. <laughs> but then he's insistent on playing a back five because that's the only system he's used in his that's career. His, but, but that's, that's what that's what he's but he's won trophies with doing yeah. that. But if you haven't got the players to play with that system, then get the players in. Why, then why, give why... give him the players. But I, I disagree. But, you see, you're saying you're no, you're saying that Conte needs to change. I don't think Conte needs to change. I don't change. think he Conte's, needs to change. Conte, I think he needs to adapt. Well, that is change. Sorry, adapting is changing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no matter it's... how you try and wrap that up, if you adapt something, you change it. But it's so, not. 
it's not changing it completely. It's adapting it to the situation that he has. Yep, but that comes down to him not believing that that football club is giving him the backing that he needs to succeed. But then he said himself that it will take two or three transfer yeah. windows to get things but the done. It won't the happen problem... overnight. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem he's probably having right now is as he's saying, I need this, I need this, I need this, he's getting told, well, we can't do that. Unfortunately, we can't make any, we're not making progress with this. And the frustration's building up because the club isn't moving for him. The yeah. club isn't helping him. And he sat there going, I can win you things. I've won everywhere I've been. Yeah. I've, every, everywhere he's been, he's won something. But, Even, has, you know, but has he arguably had a very good squad to start with and has won stuff through there but it's about the club giving him that and he's understood that it was a rebuild job but like i said he mm. hasn't had the put yes he he's not getting the support him saying he knows what he wants but then yeah. the club's telling him no then you know that that is what you get you get what you got on saturday you saw it with Mourinho when he was at united when he was begging for a center back and then he started going off at the club yeah you know he probably he probably did the same for you guys as well where he said wasn't happy with, yeah, with what was going on backstage happy. Jose wasn't happy from minute one, I think. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have joined Tottenham. I think that was a big mistake. For no, him. no, and it but was he realizes a, that. But a... anyway, back to back yeah, to the point in hand. Yeah. Conte has won everywhere he's been, mm-hmm. playing a way that he's played. Yeah, and the club brought him in on that premise, right? So the, it's then up to the football club to give him the players that he needs to play the way he wants. And, and and at least show signs that they're moving in that direction. I and would, so yeah, I would there's argue... little signings, but the pro- the quality hasn't been there. Yeah. And you know, let's remember Tottenham have a model where the manager doesn't have always the final say on a signing. Yeah. Well, we'll because get to him. we'll get to him in a minute, but yeah. Yeah. So the club <laughs> he doesn't always have the final say on the signings. So therefore, he cannot be responsible for the quality of the player that's coming through the door. No. So, because he's not, he's, he doesn't have the final say on him. But then he might have an input in the yeah. type of player and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But then the decision will come and it'll be right. Okay, this is the player we think fits your profile. Yeah. Bring him in, and then he has to trust that the club have done its due diligence with the quality, checking the well, quality of the player. Yeah. But well, you do because that's no, that's no, no. The I was just going to say something about Dan Juma. There was a thing well, yeah. come out today about Dan Juma that apparently nobody checked whether. He would be he would fit into Antonio Conte's system or not, and that's a fair point, really, because he's an out and out winger, really, Dan yeah. Juma. So he's an out, he's an out so and out so winger. Why the hell did we bring him? He doesn't. He's not even. He's not really even an inside kind no, of forward. No, he is a. He he's a, is a, he's a old you, school winger. Yeah, he's get, he yeah, gets he gets around the outside. Yeah. He might throw it in the box, which might be useful for for Harry Kane in well, in essence of of yeah. do, doing that type of thing. But actually, the way that. Conte wants to set up his team, and that's mm. the thing. Is that's a disconnect, and so you know what Conte is. You know what he's about. Yeah, uh, you've got to give him the support that he needs. To be, I to be fair, I think he's had plenty in terms of the players that have come in. Obviously, you've got Bentoncourt, Kulusevski, Perisic, which were two players that actually those two, those first two, were very, very good. Are yeah. very, very good for you. Yeah, and and did see the improvements come on, but yeah. then elsewhere. Obviously, Bentinkur has been missing for a couple of months. Yeah. That's a big blow. No, it is a big loss. But I think Skippy's done brilliantly since he's come in. He now he now looks like the player that he was before he got injured. Hoiberg seems to have gone the other way. He seems to be... 
very aggy, very sort of like, no, you, you do it. You go and do this. Rather than the fight that he showed under Mourinho, probably. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, you know, as I say, I agree with some of the things he said. I don't necessarily agree with others. I do think that they are fighting for one another. I don't see them as a selfish group of players. I see them as, you know, a group of players that are trying their best but are being hampered by what their baby's being asked to do by sort of playing with this sort of diff- this low block, if you like, trying to soak up the pressure, trying to sort of deal with that and then spring forward into attack with the front three, trying to work together. Because when we attack, we only attack in maybe threes or fours. We don't go together. And that's maybe where, tactically, he's got it a little bit wrong, maybe. I mean, obviously, up until this point, we've been doing really well. But the last, maybe, probably since the World Cup, I think. And obviously, he's been away, he's come back. And it's kind of, yeah, you just see that he's talking in they's and he's talking about them rather than we and us. Well, there we go. Well, we'll find out because probably by the time you hear this, he might have already gone. Sounds like it's in the offing. It sounds, it sounds interestingly that maybe Fabio Paratici is going to go with him. Yeah, you see, that, that's what I find very confusing. Well, I find it confusing yeah. because obviously that's the two elements of the first team, right? Yeah. So either, either because the way I look at it, if he's going the director of football or whatever yeah. he's called, sporting director, yeah, whatever we call him, yeah. yeah. He's going. He he is the man that makes the decisions with the signings. Yeah. And a lot of what Conte had talked about was, you know, around that type of the club aren't necessarily supporting him correctly. Yeah, that feels like he's getting his own way with that one, doesn't it? Potentially, it you know it's not as if they're a pair. Them two well, are they? Paratici bought Conte in, but then he also yeah. recommended Nuno, so not great. <laughs> Plus, obviously, he's got the record. whole business around him with Juventus. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, that gonna, might be one of the reasons why that's going to come to the boil in the next three four weeks. Yeah, probably needs to get some space, doesn't he? Maybe, and perhaps... Or, you know, Levy just wants to separate so that he doesn't come back to Tottenham. Maybe, and perhaps, obviously there is a rumour that Ryan Mason is going to take over for the rest of the season. There is also another rumour that we are looking to bring someone in permanently now and getting Fabio Paratici out of the way might open the door for something to happen. Obviously, if a manager doesn't want to work with a sporting director, yeah, you get rid of said sporting director, right? Sounds like a good plan. I mean, it's going to be interesting next couple of days. Keep an eye on it. I would. We shall see. I know I will all... be anyway. <laughs> well, you definitely will be, but <laughs> we'll, see. Will be. we'll have to wait and see kind of what happens. Um, but that's not even... I mean, the football merry-go-round has done a U-turn. I mean, it really has. I mean... Roy Hodgson, obviously, they gave him the greatest send-off. Like, goodbye, everybody. I'm off It's awkward, though, isn't it, that? That's awkward, though, isn't it? Oh, hi again. Oh, look. Hello. In fairness, it's a really good appointment, I think. I think it will be. You know, uh, 
for the, well, I mean, we haven't really introduced it, but Patrick Vieira obviously lost his job last weekend. After a very, 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 very poor run. But... Yeah, but the, the, looking the, at the it, fixture list... Yeah, exactly. The fixture list was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm shocked, actually, that when you look at those fixtures... Yeah. I mean, there must be a lot else going on that they didn't like for him to... You know, it, you know, it can't be purely on results in those games against in those fixtures because it does yeah. doesn't feel right that you lose your job as a manager when you're losing to teams up that far, you know, that far away from where Palace are. Yeah, I think by the sounds of what Steve Parrish was saying, it was kind of results and kind of if I didn't do something now, and it, then the worst happens, I'd never forgive myself. I mean, so, we know we know Roy Hodgson is is a good pair of hands, a very experienced pair yeah, of a hands. Safe pair of hands, yeah, he is. But I don't know, man. I just you know, I'm, I'm a Man United fan. I'm not a massive Patrick Vieira fan, but I just feel like he's been really hard done by there. To he be he has honest. been really hard done by. I, just, I agree with you. I just feel like when you're playing against those teams, yeah, and you lo- you can lose those games. Easy, and I don't think they necessarily play bad in most of those games. No, they were in quite a few of them. Yeah. yeah, and it's just yeah. Give him, give him a chance to get out of that part of the the season, and then just turn around to go. Well, I had to pull the trigger because well, you could have easily been in this position. Yeah, you could you could have looked at you could have looked at your fixtures at the start of the season and gone, that's a tough run after the World Cup. Yeah, and gone right. Okay, we might have to see where we are after that. We could easily be. I mean, they're not. I mean, yes, they're in that Danger. conversation. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like, what, 12th, 13th? They're 12th, but they are only three points away from the bottom. I get that, I get that, but there's easily six or seven, there's easily four teams that are worse than them. There are, but I think they've got to break this cycle of... Yeah, but they can do, just, that that fixture list was unreal to them. It was so bad to have to go through that spell. I think... I think they just needed a reality pill at the start of the season. Look at your fixtures and go, right, okay, that's going to be a bit of a rough run. Yeah. So we might not be we might not be too clear at that point. But then you look at the team, you know, they've got to still play all the teams that are fighting relegation. They've got to play Leicester, Leeds, South, well, Leicester, Leeds, yeah. Southampton and Everton are their next four. Exactly. Wolves, is, Wolves after that, West Ham so, after that. You see that. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why take him away now when he's been through? He gotten, you know, he'd been through that tough period. Yeah. This, this now, this is when he's had now, the chance looking to, at it to like come that, through. It does seem like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. It's so. I mean, yeah, like I said, not a massive Patrick Vieira fan. Obviously, he was a great footballer, but yeah. you know, I've got no affinity to him. Let's put it that way. No, no. attachment to the guy. He just, I just don't think he deserved that. There was no need. I mean, if they if they stay up, it's the right decision. But they might have stayed up anyway. I mean, hindsight the only, the would only, be a beautiful thing. Exactly. Yeah. The only the only way you know if it was a bad decision or not was to not take it, and if they went down, yeah, because he could easily keep. And you know, Roy Hodgson mm. is retired how many times now? And, <laughs> and Patrick Vieira <laughs> is a young manager. Who's finding his feet, learning his way, and has been around and has done all you know. He's done a lot to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Got to give him a proper chance. You have, 
but then I look at their if squad there are and teams, go... Yeah, but there are teams worse. Yeah. No, but I look at their squad and I go, Roy worked with probably 85% of them. Of course. And go, it's one of them ones where it kind of makes sense, but you're kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> it's just... I, 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 was, I was just like, why have they done that? Why have I, they put? I, why to have be they? Fair, I said it was. Be, I said it's been coming for a while. Yeah, but that run. Yeah. It all comes back to that run. You could easily have had that run. You yeah. Easily, and now he's got he's got all the teams down the bottom half of the, down the bottom end of the table, let alone the bottom half of the table, the bottom end of the table, where there's a real opportunity to let to see how it went, and you could have easily given it two or three of those games, and you'd have still been okay. You'd have still been okay. You might have been. You no, might you would have been. been. No, you would have been because, you know, they can't... There's only... Yes, there might only be three points between them and the bottom. Mm. But that's... At the bottom of the table, that could be two or three weeks before you're in danger, danger. Well, I can kind of see... I can see both sides of it. I can kind of see why they've done it now and why they haven't waited. I just think... It, I think it's preposterous what they've done, to be honest. I think it's... It's so dumb. Send it's Steve, so dumb, I and mean, you don't need to do it. Send Steve Parrish an email. Oh, you don't care what I've got to say, let's be honest. <laughs> but We've yeah. made his decision now. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see how it all plans out for him. Yeah. But there we are. Right, uh, should we talk about some actual football? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's get... I mean, what, what's this podcast called again? I can't remember. Let's talk off-the-pitch football podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I... I haven't seen a lot of the, lot of the games to be honest. I okay. saw I saw City, I saw United, I saw a bit of Arsenal. Yeah, they um, good Arsenal. To be fair to them. Arsenal was solid again. Mm-hmm. They're really looking good. Did you happen to catch the Wolves Leeds game? I did not catch the Wolves Leeds game. Was it a good one? It was. It was, and it was. I mean, VAR again. Oh, mm-hmm. Wolves have got such bad luck with VAR. <laughs> They really have. They should have had a penalty, in my opinion. Yeah. They should have had a penalty. I don't see why that's not been given. Obviously, they get a VAR call with a red card, which was quite rightly, he was well over the top of the ball. Yeah. The Matthias Nunez thing where he got sent off, that's now been rescinded. Right. He got. He was on the sidelines and he got sent off for overreacting to something. Brilliant. Probably a, well, to be fair... I think there was a foul on Adama Traore, and when I say the word foul, I use inverted commas. He basically tugged his shirt a little bit. Oh dear. The tiniest bit. Adama Traore being Adama Traore. Oh, I've gone off balance. And then gave to the be fair ball though, away. He runs very, very quickly. He wasn't even running, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he was standing still <laughs> at that point, and Lee scored from that particular thing. Oh, that dear. is not a free kick, in my opinion. If we start giving free kicks for that, we might as well all go home. So, yeah, and Leeds coming out winners in a very big game down the bottom. Yeah, massive game. Massive game indeed. Do we want to talk about Alexandra Mitrovic? Yes, let's do. Let's just talk about yes. that whole 90 seconds of absolute madness. What a cr- I mean, I or however long it was. It I was wasn't crazy. really watching it, but I kind of, I was keeping my eye on it, as they say. And yeah. Obviously, yeah, and Fulham, Fulham have played really, really well. Fulham played really well yeah, particularly for 75 that, minutes of that game. But, you know, particularly that spell after half-time, I thought, in particular, where they really put us under pressure just before they scored. Yeah. 
and even after they scored. And then obviously we get that break. Yeah. Sancho seems to take forever to take his shot, <laughs> which essentially won us the game. Yeah. That little slowdown, taking his time, and he hits the shot, and William, I mean, you you do it instincts, I guess, kicks in at that point. I but, mean, uh, the way he tried close to... to his body, but he is oh, yeah, handball. Yeah. yeah, but you can't. But the thing is, he's he's done it on purpose. Yeah, I don't care what you say. His hands in a fist. Yeah, no, he's flicked. So he's it, flicked his arm away yeah. to send the ball wide. Yeah, yeah, his hands in a fist, and you wouldn't necessarily, you know, you're not always going to be in a fist. And he did kind yeah. of lean down a bit into it. Mm-hmm. That might be instinct, but he's yeah. on the goal line, and you know that one, those handballs in the box as, like they're that. Clear as day. Yeah, they're red cards. It's not yeah. like the old. Not they don't have the same. Um, Ruling around double jeopardy. No, because you're denying which, a goal. You're denying a goal. You, yeah, you're denying a goal. It's not a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. It is a goal. So you're stopping a goal by yeah. foul play. So that's a straight red. So that's gone. So I don't know. And and this thing where Marco Silva apparently was frustrated about VAR not checking one on Mitrovic in the first half. Right. Okay. Where Mitrovic puts his leg across <laughs> our player and goes down like he's been shot. <laughs> that's where all the frustration boiled over. Yeah. It wasn't so much the Willian decision. Apparently, they were all kicking off because they didn't do the penalty check in the first half for something completely separate to that whole situation. Yeah. And then, obviously, Marco Silva loses the part. Poor old Louis Bowemore is there going, come on, come on, They're too late, <laughs> red card's out. Great, now I'm in charge. <laughs> and, then, and then Mitrovic, the aggression. Yes, he was very aggressive. You know, and people kept people keep comparing it to the Bruno Fernandez one. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just it's like, not, it's not in the it's same. Completely category. different. It's yeah. completely different situation. Yeah, I mean, neither should neither should do what happened. Yeah, but I think the explanation was with the Bruno one was that the linesman touched him first, and it was more a pet an act of petulance. Yeah, than than whereas, an aggressive. Mitrovic has got in his face. He yeah. got up to him. He's pulled him round, and then he's. In his face, barraging yeah. him. Red Liter- card comes out, and then he goes back in closer. Yeah, he's literally a yard away from his face, isn't he? So dumb. Yeah. I said the word dumb no a lot today, but it. it's true. No, there wasn't. No need. Because you know, it. you're you're down to ten men. You can work with ten men. Yeah. I mean, granted, it might still go to one all. Oh yeah, the penalty. Obviously, the penalty hasn't been taken yet. No. Yeah. So you don't know. You just keep your head. Go right, okay, it's going to be a bit tough, it's going to be hard work, but actually we've played really well, yeah. and we can do this, but and then to go down to, to nine... time and penalties and see what happens, yeah. Well, yeah, when you go down to nine, it's done. Yeah, I mean, it's just done. as you said in the intro, they imploded. Yeah, and then obviously we get the equaliser, and then I think what was important for United, they got the second one very quickly. Yeah. Because it, it could have been one of those, it gets the crowd up then, and yeah. rather than having a, a nervy... I mean, I think we would have got the breakthrough eventually, anyway, because we'd have put more and more and more pressure on. Yeah. I think it would have just happened. Yeah, against eight outfield players, you would yeah. have. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's and tough so, Sabitzer yeah. gets his first goal. Yeah. Uh, now both the Lonies have got goals, so that makes... I'm happy. <laughs> you feel justified you know, it's just, now, do you? It's just, no, it's just good, no, it's just good for them. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice for them. You know, they might only be here for like six months or whatever, but they've had something to proper... And yes, they've both won a cup as well, but you know they've had their moment at the Stretford end. They've both scored, and they've both scored at Stretford end now. Yeah. So that that I like. So what do we think 
will happen to Mitrovic? Will he get a long-term ban? Do you He's reckon? got. I think he will. I think he'll end up with a seven or eight game ban off the back of this. If I was guessing, and it's only guessing. Yeah. I, I think it'd be something like I that. I would say they will probably throw the book at him. Yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous, and there's no need for it. There's no need for it, and it goes back to what we were saying maybe a month ago about players surrounding the referee and the captain being allowed to talk to yeah. the I, I, I still think that not. should just be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> the only person allowed to talk is the Because we've got to protect the referee at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, a, it's rough enough as it is. man in the middle. You know, they, they take a lot of stick. They do. Some, sometimes rightly so. Yeah. But in, in terms of like In terms that, of decisions, criticisms around decisions. Yeah. You know, they, they you have to take that. You're gonna, you know, but they are gonna make mistakes. But at the same, at the same time, but they're, an just, incident they're like out there that. to do a job. Yeah. Exactly. They're out there to do a job, and, and they, you know, it, it's, it's the old Sunday league thing. thing. Yeah, the old Sunday league thing. You can't have a game without the ref. You can't. No. Agreed. You can't. You can't do it. it. It's that old. You know. Yeah. If the ref's not there, you can't play. No. Essentially. So uh, to be fair, I've like refereed a Sunday league game. It is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine so. It's yeah, especially when you get two footed by by the left back for uh, giving a free kick against them. <laughs> but it's yeah, I crazy crazy game of football, indeed. And then there is the old man Harland, oh, or the young man Harland, just just scoring goals for fun, isn't he? I mean, Burnley are going to get used to it again, aren't they? I guess. I mean, yeah, if they're coming back up, they'll have a, they'll have another couple next season to deal with. To be fair, they sure. did well to hold out for half an hour. I thought for half an hour mm. it looked like a fairly interesting cup tie. <laughs> no, it was all right, and then you know it was always going to happen. It was always going to happen. A it was just a matter coming. of time. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, and then they came, and then they didn't stop. Yeah, just, when they got more, five coming. more, you were like, "Blimey!" <laughs> okay. It, yeah, <laughs> indeed, it was crazy, but there we are. That's uh, I think that's the the main. Is there anything else that we need? I mean, I'll be honest. Like I said, I haven't really been. No, Sheffield United game completely. through. That was a good game between them and Blackburn. Yes, no, no Sheffield United did have a really good game, last, didn't they? Last minute goal. Obviously, the two Always players huge. that are on loan from Manchester City cannot play in the semi. Yeah, which is always the way. Yeah, shame for the two young lads, but rules are rules and all that. Brighton smacked Grimsby, as you oh, sort of would Brighton expect. Grimsby, yeah, obviously they had a great run to round five, and yeah, they're never going to get much further than that. Or... That's your semi-finals, isn't it? Brighton United, Brighton Sheffield United, uh, Man no Manchester uh, United, Brighton, Brighton Manchester United. Sorry, yeah, Sheffield United, Manchester Man Sheffield United at Wembley it's played next month, I think. Uh, yeah, April, end of April. So yeah, uh, you know the. Premier League games. Let's just have a quick note. Everton to... did well, I thought, against Chelsea. Yeah, the two-all draw there. Chelsea, Chelsea had that recovery, so you know they're they're in a much better place. But then, the 89th minute was it Simmons? Yeah, Simmons uh, with the goal. Simmons rather. Yeah, yeah. Battling point for Everton. Deserved that, and... I thought, from the from the game itself. Yeah. Much the Aston needed. Villa beating Bournemouth. Bournemouth after last week. Yeah, couldn't replicate it, but it's difficult going to Villa when Villa yeah. are up, isn't it? Yeah, well, Villa now on equal points with uh, Chelsea. Yeah, above them with, a, with an outside no, outside chance of Europe, Villa. Outside chance of Europe, very outside, but yeah. 
Well, oh, Europe. I mean, Brighton are on what? 42. Brighton Four and Liverpool are on 42. Got two games in hand. Mm. But Liverpool, Liverpool are on, only got one game on, on Villa. Yeah. On 42. And yeah, Brentford are on 42. Does it go down to seven? I think it'll go. It, wait, uh, it might go to that. It depends on the cup final, I think. So, FA sixth, cup final. sixth would get the other Europa League place, and then seventh would get the Conference League place. Yeah, because it's what the League Cup winners. The League Cup winners get a cup in a, a European Europa League place. Yep. So that will go into the league now because United won it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think the same thing happens with the FA Cup. Well, what happens with the FA Cup one? Yeah, I don't know. I think it. Yeah. It's it might get right? absorbed. It might get absorbed into the league. It depends who wins it. Oh yeah, but at this point, it looks like it's going to be blue or red. But even Brighton, because Brighton could qualify <laughs> for Europe on league I said status. it could be blue or red. I mean, all you're not four wrong, teams play in blue or red. <laughs> well, technically, Sheffield United would tell you they play in red and white. Don't be picky. I'm just saying, if you <laughs> ask a Sheffield United fan. They would go, no, we don't play in red. We play in red and white. That would be like saying Celtic playing green. They do play in green. They play in green and white hoops. And Newcastle playing black and white. And not just that's just because of that quality of their football is so nineteen fifties. Oh, <laughs> it's burn. just a joke. It's just a joke, Newcastle fans. That let's football pod. Let him have it. It's just a joke. Speaking of Newcastle, well, their social. No, Social, uh, social leanings of their owners. That's definitely 1950s. Oh, that's political satire. Oh my God, <laughs> put that in if you dare. <laughs> All right, we're going to join you soon. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to the football. Yeah. Newcastle getting a good win over Nottingham Forest on Friday. Yeah, no, they a good win again for for uh, for Newcastle. They keep getting the victories that they need. They do. Putting pressure on the teams above them. Which, of course, is mainly Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham have played two games more yeah. than both Newcastle and Manchester United. Yeah. Moving on. Sixth place is looking very nice for Tottenham this season. Moving on. And lastly, we come to Brentford and Leicester finishing one each. Yeah. Which was what Good it was. Right game. Not many shots on target. Yeah. Both sides playing it out for the rest of the season. I doubt it. Leicester. It's a good point for Leicester, actually. <laughs> Looking at the league table, I thought they were, I thought they were higher <laughs> up than that. Relax yourself. <laughs> I was about to say, you okay there? They're like literally a point off relegation. Oh, they're fine. Crystal Palace are on 27. They're two points in front of them. They're, they're safe. You know. Fucking. Oh, dear. But there we go. It has right. been statistically proven as well, tightest mm. relegation race ever oh, it's in got Premier to be. League history. You can't have that many, what is it, four points from bottom to 12? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, right then, shall we have a little look and see what's going on around the world? Well, I need to catch my breath for a second. Cool. Going on around the world, there has been a lot of stuff going on, so bear with me. It's going to take a while. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And I'm going to start this week in La Liga, where Frank Keze wins El Clasico to leave Real with a mountain to climb to catch Barcelona 
12 points is the lead for them now. I suspect they may start to focus more on the Champions League. I'm just saying. To Serie A, where the Rome derby ended in a mass brawl as Lazio did the double over Roma. A player from each side was sent off after the final whistle. Those followed a red card in the game itself for Roger Ibanez. He was sent off for Roma. A mass brawl also took place after Juventus beat Inter to close the gap to the top four. Napoli's lead is up to 19 points after they won and Milan lost. PSG's long unbeaten home run is over. They were beaten by Rennes. Reims' long run is over too, thanks to Marseille. Reims managed by Will Still, who hit the headlines earlier this season for his football manager exploits. Reims reportedly pay €22,000 every time they play a game with Will in charge. Will they or won't they? I don't know. In the Bundesliga, Dortmund replaced Bayern at the summit after they lost and they, to Leverkusen. Dortmund hammered Cologne 6-1. They meet each other after the international break. That's going to be probably the title decider, I would have thought. Still a long way to go, though. Much like the men's, the women's FA Cup quarterfinals took place this weekend. Aston Villa beat Man City. Chelsea beat Reading. Brighton beat Birmingham. Manchester United beat Lewis to qualify for the final four. In the championship, Wigan have three points deducted for failing to pay their players on time. Rotherham's Cardiff's game ends in an abandonment after a downpour, but it's under investigation after a video emerged of the ground staff putting water back onto the pitch. Don't really know why they did that. They were losing at the time, though. In the A-League, a last-minute equaliser for former... EFL favourite Ryan Williams secured a point for Perth Glory against Newcastle Jets. In the MLS, Wayne Rooney's DC United lost to New York City in the Eastern Conference. Just one win so far for Wayne's men. No such problem for St. Louis in the Western Conference. They made it four wins from four. And finally, we head to Al Nazir. They got back to winning ways by beating Abab by two goals to one. Ronaldo did score. What? Piers Morgan called a classic Ronaldo free kick, negating to say that the wall parted like the Red Sea, allowing a rather tame free kick to go through it. Oh dear. Right. Um, quickly then, back to this Rotherham-Cardiff thing. Yeah. So we, we're at Rotherham? We're at Rotherham, yeah. And Rotherham are losing to Cardiff. Rotherham are losing to Cardiff. There is a downpour at the start of the second half. So then the players are brought off. The players are taken Let's off the Let's see if we field. can clear the pitch. Yeah. And the groundsmen go, well, we're losing. Yeah. Let's just put some water. So they were and pulling, allegedly, so they were dragging allegedly. the water off the pitch, but when they were dragging the thing back in, they were pulling some of the water back into the play. I think that might just be incompetent. It might be, but they did have the sprinklers on at half-time as well. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, right, you... You make what you will of that at home. I'm not getting One sued. thing that I did forget to mention, the Women's FA Cup final draw has also taken place. It took place today. Okay. Aston Villa take on Chelsea in the first of the semi-finals. We've got a double Brighton. Manchester, Manchester United, United take on Brighton in the second semi-final. The double, the double headers. The Brighton United double header. Are yeah. they playing the same weekend as well? No, they're playing the weekend oh, before. That would have been a good weekend. It would have been a good weekend. Unfortunately, they're not played at Wembley, so you, yeah. I, I mean, it takes the prestige away from the women, I guess, and from the men in that respect, if you have both I, I, semi-finals I on the same weekend. 
I don't know I can be in at Wembley. But I just thought, you know, that would have been a really good good day or whatever. So you've got it one... It would, but then got, if some people like go and watch... You've got like one semi-final. Yeah, but, but you've got some one, people go got... and watch Manchester United and go and watch the ladies' team, yeah. they can't do both, can they? If they're on yeah, the but same it's very time. Unlike, it's very unlikely, though, because obviously Wembley will sell out in an instance. So you've got a good 20,000 yeah, United season ticket holders that could watch the women's team that day. I'm just trying to make the point that actually, what you know... From a from a fan's point of view, you could not necessarily the same day, but you could go right one one women's semi final, men's semi final, women's semi final, men's semi final, and have, make it a proper like FA Cup semi final weekend. Because they both yeah, they'll all be on the BBC, won't they? So yeah, I see your point, but yes, that I agree been... with you that they shouldn't be played at Wembley the semi final. No, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't like it. No, always should be the showpiece. Just yeah. the final at Wembley, please. Oh, I'll tell you what I did see in the week, and I don't know where I saw it, okay. or indeed how old it necessarily is, but I saw someone score a goal. Right. Right. <laughs> and the, 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 the Hawkeye went off. It went, it just tucked inside the inside inside the post. The goalkeeper sort of gets a hand to it. But the, the watch goes off on the ref to say goal. Yeah. Gives the goal. Then VAR gets involved. Mm-hmm. The ref goes and looks at it on a monitor and says no goal. How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was in I thought it was in the Bundesliga. I think it was. But if I'm not, his watch goes off. Watch goes off, it's a goal. It's in the net. Yeah. That's the whole Hawkeye point. says it's a goal. That's the whole it's a goal. point of Hawkeye. He <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a goal. And he's just like he looks at it on a monitor and goes, That's not a goal. Bizarre. Oh. I thought, well, one thing I thought when he went over, oh, maybe it, maybe it didn't go, maybe it just went outside the post or whatever or or something. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it wasn't quite right. But it clearly goes into the goal. And he's and his arm's flashing and he's pointing at his arm when he tells the opposition players that it's the goal. But then he it's rules, ridiculous. but then VAR... He, well, he ruled it out. He goes to the monitor, looks at it and goes, no goal. Crazy. Dum-dums. <laughs> right. Um... Okay, that's around the world. Uh, next, uh, Donis is injured. probably still on an injured table, so we yeah. won't worry about him. Harper uh, Drew, incidentally. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. <laughs> I don't care. Um, fixtures then this weekend, what we're saying? So we are in European Championship qualification mode oh, this yeah, weekend. International break. That was a very long thing for me to say. So Italy take on England, potentially on Thursday. Obviously, there are some things going on in Naples that might stop it from taking place. But at the moment, Italy take on England. San Marino have the unenviable task of taking on Northern Ireland in qualifying. Good luck to San Marino, I guess, kind of. One other tie that I'd like to pick out, France against the Netherlands. Obviously, Kylian Mbappe named the new captain of France today. Scotland take on Cyprus on Saturday. Croatia take on Wales on Saturday as well. England play Ukraine on Sunday. Northern Ireland take on Finland. The other two home nations play on Tuesday. Rightio then. So we'll Some have a few things to games. talk about next week, but not a lot. Some interesting games. It won't be a lot. It might be a short one next week. Well, it, it, we might still be talking about Antonio Conte. Yeah, we could be. We can talk, you know, we've got the, the United takeover, which we haven't really touched on this week. Yes, There's plenty to get through. Obviously, that will 
probably come to a head next week. Yeah, there'll be more bids going in this week, so we've got stuff to talk about. We'll We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll see what's going on. But anyway, for this week, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with all the news from the international break so far, plus whatever's going on in the football world. But for now, everyone, stay safe, look after yourselves, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Good night.